Cam Steve uh, just left us with a great answer. You got your A game uh, here today? Uh, sounds like uh, I'm going to be, you know, keep playing catch up, you know. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes today. See what y'all think. Be, be a good camaraderie. Um, just wanted to check in on Chad. I think last time we spoke with you, Nick was still on the roster. Um, just as far as your conversations with him about, you know, hey, you're the guy now. You're the only kicker and kind of preparing him for his first regular season action. Yeah, no, no, Chad's done a good job. You know, he's a student of the game. Um, you know, every day he's definitely trying to improve and get better um, out there on the field. And, and that's what you ask for of any young player is, you know, are they continuing to work to improve um, every day, you know, and are they getting better each day? Are they on that steady incline and, you know, and we're not leveling off or dropping down. We're just trying to continue to that slow incline, you know, and, and Chad's, you know, he's taking the coaching well. You know, he's applied it well uh, out there on the field, in the practice, you know, in the meeting rooms, you know, learning, just watching as much film as he can from, you know, himself to anyone else and just studying. So he's done a really good job. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, he, he's got that mentality of every kick is his own kick. So, you know, he's done a really good job, especially as a young guy, um, being composed and being poised out there, you know. So, you know, we're looking forward to it and moving forward with him. And then just really quickly, whatever kind of breakdown you can offer on the Eagles and the primary threats they kind of show on, on special teams. Yeah, no, uh, M Michael Clay's done a great job with those guys. You know, it goes back to when we, you know, practiced against them in 21, you know, and he's taken over. He's done a really good job. Their guys play really hard, you know, and he's got, you know, really good gunners out there. And, and Josh Job, you know, 28, you know, he's played for them, plays hard, very aggressive, physical player. You know, they do a lot. They've got punt formations where they'll break out into different formations and, and different things where we're looking at, you know, how are we going to adjust to the formation adjustments. And then they provide a lot of things, you know, whether it's that or late substitutions or, you know, getting the, the team, the punt return team on and off the field, you know, just different things. They do a really good job. You know, they play hard, they play fast, and they've got both speed and size guys, you know. So it's a unique matchup. It's not like they're built with all just speed players. Um, they've got a combination of whether it's the Ellis guy, 53, um, out there running down, you know, 48 running down with size. You know, they play with some of the tight ends. And then they have speed from their safety positions, whether it's Blankenship, you know, 32, um, a couple of different younger guys that have shown up in preseason out there. So it's going to be a really good challenge for our guys. Um, and not to mention in the coverage phase, whether it's the Covey kid or it's Boston Scott or, you know, um, Smith, you know, back there's a pump returner. They've got different guys that they can put back there that are all weapons. So it's a good challenge for us, you know, our guys in week one. Um, I think our guys are excited for the opportunity. I think we're all excited to finally get the regular season started. Um, you know, training camp is finally, you know, call it moving on to a, the opponent you're going to, you know, face and, and looking forward to that. So the extra energy out at practice, you know, the game plans and everything like that. So it's an exciting time. And, but, you know, they're definitely uh, are going to present a uh, difficult challenge for our guys out there on the field and, and hopefully, you know, our guys, you know, we stand up to them and, you know, we're able to take advantage of it. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Next question, Phil Terry. How's it going? Good, Phil. How are we doing? Good. I uh, we, I know we've asked you about the new kickoff rule in the past year. I'm just wondering now that we're through the full preseason, if you've gotten a sense for how teams might be handling it, or is it one of those things where you know that teams aren't going to show their hand? in that way in those exhibitions and, and you think you know we'll see some surprises here week one in terms of uh how teams are handling that move I, th I think there'll be uh per team different ways each team handles it um i don't think there was much during preseason 
Um, for teams, I think it was more situationally like, all right, the game's right at hand, the second half, or, you know, there was some fair catches. Uh, but honestly, most of those fair catches were in the end zone anyway. So there really wasn't a point to fair catch them. Um, the ball just hitting the ground is going to be a touchback. So I think there wasn't a lot of that. Now, there was a lot of several squib kicks and, um, you know, kicks on the ground throughout the league in preseason. And I think that was more so just working the kickers, trying to put the ball in space, seeing what they would do effectively in a game environment. Um, so I think as the weeks go, we'll start seeing each team's kind of developing their philosophy and how they want to handle those situations and which teams actually are willing and wanting to fair catch. I do think some will want to fair catch it, you know, and um, I think each team, again, like I said, will be individual based. But I don't think preseason was like everybody was trying to show their hand by any means. Um, I think each week will be a learning process and I think we'll be able to study a lot of league tape. Um, and hopefully by the middle of the season, you kind of got to grasp them how this play is going to continue to play out. And if there's much changes at all to the play based off if players and teams are wanting a fair catch at all. So it's, you know, the, the way they've they've done the rule now is if you muff it, the ball's a live ball. So the kickoff team still has a chance to recover the ball and get possession. Um, and wherever they do recover the ball as a return team, that's where they do get possession. So if you if it hits your chest, call it on the five-yard line, you recover it on the 10, you're going to get it on the 10. Um, but the kickoff coverage team still has the opportunity to recover that football. So a muff is still classified the same as a punt, meaning it's a live football. It's not dead just because you signal a fair catch. No problem. Oh. Absolutely. Next question, Dan Bowen. Cam, um, so just to follow up on that, this isn't actually my question. So it sounds like the technique for you to coach the players is you still have to go hard on a kickoff because you don't know if the guy's going to muff it. The whole point of this is to reduce concussions, but you still have your guys going hard on every kick. So it seems like this rule doesn't accomplish what the NFL is trying to do, am I? Yeah, well, what we teach our guys is very similar to the um, kickoff returners sticking out the uh, iron cross symbol, you know, in which most universally that's like, hey, I'm not catching this ball as a kickoff returner. But that's not always the case. Like you play some teams that the coaches, you know, or the player decide to, you know, bluff out the signal and, and then they return the football. So, you know, for us, we teach it the same way. Look, you guys, you got to cover through. Um, through the whistle, cover through the play, um, you know, and obviously if there's a guy standing in front of you and he's trying to block you, well, you've got to take that guy on and either avoid him or, you know, strike with your with your ha hands first, you know. We're not ever going to teach to lead with the head or anything like that for, the, for that reason, but strike with your hands to get off the block. So, again, depending on where those blocks are happening and when the ball is actually making contact with the turner, there's still going to be some contact, you know, prior to the play because, again, you have to cover through whether it's the iron cross signal, whether it's the fair catch signal, um, to your point, Ben, you've got to cover the play all the way through the end of the play. Yeah, uh, interesting. So um, I guess on a different topic, uh, just to go into the season with rookies at kicker and punter, what's that like for you as a coach? You know, we've had, you know, you know, obviously we've had a rookie punter in the past since I've been here, but I think for us it's no different than any other position. Um Again, you want to bring them along um, each day and each experience is a, is a learning experience, you know, um, and it's just not you don't want to overload them and put too much on their plate. Um, and just as they understand, by the time it's the middle of the season, they're no longer rookies. You know, and that's kind of what I tell them, like, look, guys, every day, as long as you're improving and you're getting better and you're going through the mechanics and 
you got to take advantage of every rep and every opportunity. So by the time the middle of the season's here, you're no longer like a rookie in terms of mindset and the reps you've had. So I think we just approach it the same way we approach other guys. Like, look, we're not going to throw the kitchen sink at them day one. We're not going to do that. But again, you got to go out there and be able to handle your job, um, your responsibility at, at an effective manner. Good stuff. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Okay, two final questions. Back from Bob Sosey, please. Hey, Cap. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Doing well, thanks. Uh, now that you had a full training camp and a preseason to work with Chris Ford, what's it been like to have him in that group? No, no Chris has been great. Um, you know, Chris shows up, uh, you know, ready to work every day, um, takes great notes, um, definitely has the attention to the details. Um, wants to improve and wants to be, you know, I'd say a perfectionist of his craft. Um, you know, obviously his physical physique and athletic ability speaks for itself um, out there on the field, but his off the field and his demeanor has been great. Um, you know, he's fit in well with the room. He's fit in well in the locker room with the guys. You know, he, he takes the learning, he takes the coaching. Um, he's able to make the adjustments. You know, he, he's been really good for us out there on the field. You know, I think he's a great addition. Um, you know, look forward to seeing him, you know, in the game day and in the situation once we kick off here on Sunday. But, you know, can't say enough about Chris. You know, his attitude, you know, his ability off the field to then take it to on the field, you know, his presence, like I said, he, he's done a really good job for us. I mean, really glad we have him on our team this year. And a very quick one regarding Corliss lately. Uh, what, what's been his value uh, behind Wright? Uh, I know he's key for the job, but to have a left foot opponent like him and his role on the practice squad now even as he tries to develop and can put himself in position to be on the 50-team asset list. Yeah, no, I mean, I think any guy that's on the practice squad, they can be elevated at any point, you know. So I think when you talk about practice squad now in terms of the NFL, it's totally different than it was, you know, call it 2019 season, 2018 season, where you can elevate two guys a week, you know. Um, so those guys, I don't really look at practice squad anymore. Um, in my mind, these are, you know, eligible roster players. And based off what they do out there on the field determines, you know, hey, if you do enough in practice, um, and you're showing the development, like you said, like these guys are developing, you know, if we didn't think they were developing or anything, there would probably be less, you know, need for them on the practice squad, um, so to speak. But I think of them as roster players because they can play on game day. So the approach for those guys is every day, you know, showing that I can take and improve each day, continue to get better because um, they do have the opportunity to play on game day. You know, and Corliss is, you know, a guy like that for sure. He's done a great job for us. You know, he can handle the the kickoffs. He can punt, you know, and hold all that. He does everything, you know, and he's a great guy to be around. Um, you know, obviously, you know, didn't get tons of opportunities in preseason, but um, that's just kind of the way the game's played out, to be honest with you. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Ben. And final question Bob. Cam, uh, hey, Dakota. Kind of similar to what Bob said, with a rookie kicker and punter both fighting for jobs in camp, how beneficial was it to have Nick and Corliss both play well and make those competitions competitive and push the young guys, you know, and also, especially in the case of Nick, help, you know, teach them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's invaluable. Um, I think competition brings out the best in anyone. Um, and I think anytime any person or players like doesn't want competition, well, it's, chances are that's because they, they just don't see them having a chance. So, um, anytime you can have competition at, at a position, whether it's the kicking position, it's a core cover player in the kicking game position, um, it's going to only make that player better, um, but both players better, to be honest with you, which is 
it's so good to have, you know, call it four guys that are on NFL rosters um, competing with one another because they're all really good football players. So I think that helped progress everybody. Um, I think the leadership from from the older guys uh, in the rooms, you know, help bring younger guys along and let them see how it's done on a daily basis. Um, I think players learn from other players when it comes to the off the field routines um, and how to study the film. And, and that just goes a long way because, you know, we coach the position, we coach the techniques, you know, but then the body management of how to recover, how to take care of yourself. That's, you know, that's nutrition. The other players can speak to that. So, you know, I think it goes without saying how well respected both Corliss and, you know, Nick was when he during his time here, you know, wish him nothing but the best, um, have nothing but great things to say about that guy as a player on and off the field. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Dakota. Thank you very much, Ken. Thank you, y'all.